but when we were lining up to get you know, announced on board. I actually hadn't told my husband that that was happening because I wanted his raw reaction. But yeah. all of all of the families were like, "What is going on?" They did, <laughs> people people did not buy into it. They were like, "This is very odd. Why are these people clapping us onto this boat?" <laughs> <laughs> back everybody to this week's episode of the dcl duo podcast brought to you by my path unwinding travel and sam is unfortunately not with me today she had to be in court today i think many of you listeners out there know we are both lawyers but sam is the kind that occasionally has to put the suit on and head down to the courthouse and so she is in court today but that will not deter me from recording a show and i hope it will not deter you from listening to this show because we've got a really fun show coming but even in Sam's absence, I'm going to read one of our reviews on the air, and I'm sure that maybe I can force her to go back and listen to it later. But this review comes from S Schools 42 who writes, Thanks, Brian and Sam. Brian and Sam do a great job covering all aspects of DCL. They are entertaining and handle differing opinions with authenticity and grace while remaining positive in the aggregate. I love listening to the wide variety of guests sharing their stories and experience. Thanks, DCL Duo, for all you do. Well, thank you for that review. We really, really appreciate it. And for all of you listening out there, if you'd like to hear a review at the top of our show that you have written, head over to Apple Podcasts, hit those five stars, leave us a written review, and we will read it at the top of the show. Of course, you can always just hit the five stars anyway and not leave a written review, and that is still helpful to us. But with that, I am really, really excited for this episode because we've got a couple people lined up, but Bailey here, our guest, who I'm going to introduce, is one of the first that we're going to be talking to who took one of the cruises on the Disney Wonder down under in Australia and New Zealand. And so I want to welcome Bailey all the way from Wellington, New Zealand to our show. Welcome, Bailey. Kia ora. Thank you for having me. I am. I can't tell you how excited I am about this because I don't know that we're going to get a chance to experience these cruises ourselves. Definitely not this year, probably not next year. But I am so curious what the perspective is of folks who live in Australia and New Zealand on Disney Cruise Line and the Disney Wonder and, and all of these great sailings. But before we dive into that, we always like to get folks' cruising background. So, Bailey, I'm curious if you've been on cruises before. Had you sailed Disney Cruise Line before? Had you been to the you know the parks either over there in the region or in the U.S. before? What's your what's your background? Well, my cruising background is very minimal. I have not cruised before and have not uh, Disney cruised before. However, my Disney background is reasonably extensive. I used to be a cast member. I was on the international college program Ooh, back fabulous. in. 2017, and I worked at the Contemporary Resort at Walt Disney World. I actually ended up being recruited in recreation, but I ended up getting my American boater's license and taking fireworks cruises around the Seven Seas Lagoon. Oh, so I had, yeah, it was amazing. I had to go to uh, Disney University and learn all the Disney history and the Disney future, which kind of started the Disney addiction. And since then, I have been back to Disney World multiple times. I've been to Disneyland and have also been to Hong Kong Disney with plans to do the other three pretty soon. Hong Kong Disney is still a pretty good hike for you in New Zealand, right? I mean, it's 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 not yeah. a short distance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not short. But if you know any other New Zealanders or Australians, we travel a lot. We like yes. to get out of our little corner of the world. So we actually went to Hong Kong Disney on the way to Vietnam and Singapore. Oh, fabulous. Yes, we we had two friends who lived literally just up the road from us, our son's godparents, and they moved to New Zealand. The husband was a Kiwi and moved to New Zealand. And so, yes, we, we have some friends who live over there. We keep <laughs> hoping to make it over to visit them, but the, the trek is a little daunting for us. So. It, it, is, it is a long way, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bailey, I'm curious, 
what made you decide to take a Disney cruise? Was it the fact that they headed your direction and you wanted to see what the experience was like or what, what piqued your interest to taking a Disney cruise? Well, I guess working for Disney, everyone always said that the Disney Cruise Line is like the seventh park, you know? So I mm. had always had a big interest in hitting the cruises. Most likely I pictured myself getting on a cruise around the Caribbean out of Port Canaveral close to Disney mm. World on a Disney World trip. However, mm. um, I saw the advertisement of it coming to Australia, New Zealand and thought that's a whole lot easier. So it just kind of made sense to get in there. And I got, also got married uh, earlier this year. So I just pretended that this was uh, another honeymoon and I was allowed to have three honeymoons in one year. <laughs> yeah, well, well, congratulations. And I, I don't see why a reason why you can't have four honeymoons in a year. So there you go. Thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> well, so you, you booked this cruise on The Wonder out of, I believe you said Auckland off the air, uh, mm -hmm. three night sailing. Most of the sailings that are being offered down there, I think, are two, three, maybe four night sailings. So did, did anything about this particular cruise pique your interest or is it just like a good time to go on vacation? Realistically, I wanted to... So there was... The short, the cruises were really short for mm -hmm. around Australia, New Zealand. I know there were some that were two nights. Maybe the longest was a six night, but that was when it came from Australia to New Zealand, from Brisbane mm -hmm. to Auckland. And the one I picked realistically was because it was within the school week and I thought that it may deter families, <laughs> uh, being just my husband and I have no children yet. So I thought it might be a bit more quiet. I was wrong first of all, but it was really just that timing and being from Auckland was, was easier for us than obviously going all the way to Australia and having to fly that way as well. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. What, what is the, well, I guess you're going out of Auckland. So how far is it for you to get from where you are in Wellington over to Auckland? Auckland is only an hour flight max, but we actually decided to do a little road trip. And I think it's, if you did it in one day, Auckland to Wellington is maybe eight, nine hours. Okay. And that's okay. the whole, that's half of our country covered, basically. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I, and I'm also curious. So, who was with you on the sailing? Was it just you and your husband, or did any friends join you? Yes, it was just just Matt and I. Disney doesn't have the same following in New Zealand that it does in America, and all my friends think I'm like a Disney crazy. So, <laughs> so that's what uh, I was I was gonna I was gonna ask you. Like, so if you told your friends you're going on a cruise, did they think you were just nuts for going on a Disney cruise? Well, I think is also people don't understand the selection you can have as a Disney adult of how much Disney you really get into, you know, whether you are going to meet characters or you're going full themed cosplay, whatever. So I don't think people kind of understand like the subtle art of Disney that, that they do so well for adults. Yeah, that makes sense. It is. It, so does Disney have just kind of a, I, I doubt it has a bad reputation, but it just doesn't have much of a following at all is kind of what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, totally. It definitely doesn't have a bad reputation. It just, yeah, people don't really... People don't really see the the fun in it. They think it's just for kids, no. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was right there with them about about five or six years ago. So <laughs> I can appreciate that. I can appreciate that. Well, you're our first guest on who has done one of these cruises, you know, who lives locally there in Australia, New Zealand. So I'm curious about a couple of things that we might otherwise not ask folks. So first thing I want to ask you about was just pricing. I don't know when you take a look at a price for one of these cruises there, you know, locally, if you're like, oh my gosh, this is just out completely out of control. Like, how did the pricing for these cruises kind of strike you as compared to other vacations you might have taken with Disney? So the problem with the pricing in New Zealand compared to Australia and the US is the New Zealand dollar is not great compared to the US dollar, where it's basically uh, double. So I think on the website, it was listed at about 2000 US dollars, mm. which causes to be about a 4000 New Zealand dollars. That's just for the booking, let alone when you're spending on 
the ship as well. You're doubling right. everything there. Right, right, for sure. So cocktails it, become $35. Oh my gosh. All right, yeah, that's... I mean, we see those prices occasionally on some of the other cruise lines, but usually not on Disney. Disney's a little more reasonable once you get on board. But but how does that start to compare to you or for you to other kinds of Disney vacations you've taken? Is it is it on par from sort of a you know New Zealand dollars perspective or is it coming clocking in much more expensive? I think if you take away the flights, because obviously that's a big extra uh, extra cost you have to put on top. But if you're thinking of just, you know, four days at a park, how I would do parks, it's probably similar to be honest. I guess, you know, obviously the food and things at parks are outrageously expensive. And that's the beauty of Disney cruising is that it's free. <laughs> but but yeah, I would say it's probably on par. Okay. All right. And how, how was the booking experience for you? I mean, did you book it direct? Did you go through some sort of travel agent? And and how was that experience for you just even booking the cruise? Well, I've, I've listened to, to you and Sam for a long time. So I know you guys understand the Disney tech issues. And the tech was terrible. They okay. decided to release all the New Zealand Australian cruises all at once. And it was also at the same time that a cyclone, I'm not sure which one, was going through Orlando. So the delays were outrageous. They actually ended up moving the open window two hours forward, which was about 5 a.m. in New Zealand, which just sent me into an overdrive when I realized I was two hours late. And I tried to use the Disney website, but that kept crashing. And there was one New Zealand travel agent who was partnered with Disney for it. So I actually ended up going through them. And I just did a GTY room because it was it was too hard to try and pick. It just blocked out every time. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh geez oh wow so you ended up booking what kind of room on the cruise then a veranda state room guaranteed veranda room. okay all right and so all right so booking was a little rough since your first disney cruise you are you know you're at the kind of the the activity booking layer which is sort of last in line but i you know i don't know for these cruises that that's as big of a disadvantage because i'm i'm assuming that there's like lots of first-time cruisers on many of these sailings so how did the activity booking Go. Was that also plagued by tech issues? <laughs> no, it wasn't. I think I also have to preface this bit is that a lot of D New Zealanders, this would have been their first Disney experience in general. And yeah. from being a cast member and being a Disney parks goer, I know that prior preparation is key. So yes. I've done a lot of obviously listening to you guys and other cruise podcasts. I'd watched a couple of YouTube videos. So I kind of knew what I was in for. I knew what my booking window looked like, the importance of getting on there early. And I think a lot of New Zealanders and Australians wouldn't have known that. So I actually didn't have too much issue. I used the app on my phone to book. We also had no port adventures. These cruises, most of them don't have stops. You're just on the boat. The boat is the vacation. But I got a Palo brunch booking. I got all the alcohol tastings that we wanted. So I actually didn't have too much issue there at all. I was quite lucky. All right. Well, so you got you got your you got your bookings. You got the cruise book. Got the room you needed. Drive to the port. So how was it? You're showing up in Auckland, and obviously the Disney Wonder sitting there in the harbor. How was that first view of the Disney Wonder when you arrived? It was pretty amazing. It's like what everyone says. There was another boat. I think it was Royal Caribbean was in the dock at the same time, and the difference of the look from the outside and the cleaners and just how immaculate the Wonder was was pretty significant. The other thing that is in comparison that I think is quite funny compared to the American ports, the Auckland port was not ready for the Disney onslaught and the Disney uh, families who were just waiting to get on. I'd seen on some of the Facebook groups that the PAT times were being completely ignored. So it was just <laughs> carnage. It was crazy outside it. <laughs> 
So do they have it? So here in a lot of the ports outside of Port Canaveral, they'll have like lines kind of queued up outside by port arrival time so that they'll sort of enforce like, you know, it. we've got four of those times set up from 11 to noon. If you're at two o'clock, we'd recommend you go find some place to sit and have a cup of coffee and come back kind of thing. Were they trying to enforce the port arrival times or was it just complete chaos? They were. So there was the outside bit. And that's the other thing is that the pre-port area is all just fully outside. Luckily, it was a nice day. And so everyone's luggage was just kind of sitting around outside. And then people would just try and get into the port. And then from there, they would try and put you into lines. But it was already two bottlenecks that it was, yeah, it was crazy. Oh, geez. But they tried. What, what port arrival time did you have? We got 11.45. So I was, again, mm. pretty onto it and checking because of, you know, listening to the show. We were pretty lucky to get... The first one was 11.30. So we were 11.45. Okay. And I should have asked, did the online check-in process, did that go fairly smoothly? I mean, there's like uploading photos and and for us in the US, it'd be passport documentation, things like that. Did that did that run smoother than some of the other stuff? Yeah, that was that was fine. And yeah, we just used our passports as well because we didn't have to because we weren't technically, you know, going in and out of two countries, but I just did mm. just for ease. And, and so that raised a good point. So this is a three-night sailing. Uh, I know some of the sailings are like three nights that just leave, kind of circle around and then end in a different city. What was the itinerary for this sailing? <laughs> so it was like that, but even more basic. We left Auckland. We went out and literally just did laps. Like I, I looked at it on the cruise mapper. It was crazy. They just did laps of the small island off the coast of New Zealand in international waters, obviously. And yeah. then they just came straight back in where they left. <laughs> All right. So, so like no port stops. This is all ship time, basically. All ship time. Yeah. All right. Well, you make it through the, you know, the port process. You, you board the fabulous Disney Wonder, one of our favorite ships, by the way. We're, we are excited for all of our friends in Australia and New Zealand to get to experience that ship and a little bit sad because it was our West Coast based ship that we love so much here in the US. But so you get on board, walk into the atrium, I hope, and maybe get announced in. How was the boarding process for you? It was so funny. So this is the, this was what I really wanted to see the difference. Obviously, I've seen a lot of American families who absolutely love Disney and love all of the pixie dust of Disney magic. But when we were lining up to get you know announced on board, I actually hadn't told my husband that that was happening because I wanted his raw reaction. But yeah. all of all of the families were like, "What is going on?" They did- <laughs> People people did not buy into it. They were like, this is very odd. Why are these people clapping us onto this boat? <laughs> <laughs> is it I'm curious, is it a cultural thing that like, you know, they're a little more reserved and quiet? They just don't yes, want that yes. kind of re- Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone yeah. everyone's very much, you know, a, a big thing before on before getting on the boat, people had heard that you can be put on shared tables for dinner. And yeah. everyone was really not happy about that. That really goes against like New Zealand culture. <laughs> Jeez. Well, the family of the day must have been mortified that. So assuming they did one of those, but yes. Wow. All right. Well, well, how did you find that getting announced? I mean, you knew it was coming, so maybe you were prepared for it and a little more receptive to it, but how did you find that process? Oh my gosh. I was so excited. I couldn't wait. And I was just looking at Matt's face, my husband's face, and he was just kind of laughing like, what is going on? And then Goofy was up in the stairs and he was waving at everyone. So I loved it, but you know, it was, it was, it was my first reconnection with Disney magic and three years because of COVID, I wasn't able, I haven't been able to go to a Disney park in a long time. So for me, it was, you know, as they say, welcome home. It's really what it felt like for me. Yeah, no, that, that, that would be fabulous. I mean, I remember we, 
we lost, you know, Disney for a couple of years, Disney Cruise Line for about 18 months or so. And uh, yeah, I remember when we stepped back on the, it was the Dream was our first ship back. But when we, regardless, when we stepped on board and they announced our name, I mean, I was practically going to break down in tears. My son has never seemed happier. So yes, I can only imagine that's a great emotional moment. But let me step back and ask you, so your, your husband uh, presumably has also not cruised before. What did he think about this whole idea of going on a Disney cruise? So he had cruised once. He had... He lived in America for a little bit, actually at the same time I did. We weren't together, but he did Camp America, which is like a really big thing here. New Zealanders go and work at summer camps. Okay. So he had traveled around the country and gone to the in a Caribbean cruise on, I think it was Royal Caribbean, something very basic. And it was mm-hmm. him and five other boys in an inside stateroom. Uh, and wow. yeah, it's, <laughs> it sounded like quite a different experience to what we had, but he 100% noticed the difference of the staff, the food quality, the spaces. Yeah. So he, he thought it was immaculate on Disney compared to the, his experience. All right. Well, that's good. Did you have to, was there any arm twisting to get to get to get to do this or was he pretty receptive to the whole idea? That is the beauty of Matt. He goes along with anything I tell him. He's gone to Disney World, Disneyland and Hong Kong Disney all as birthday presents over the years. So he doesn't complain too much. He enjoys it. Nice. Nice. All right. Well, you get on board. Where are you headed first, Bailey? Well, this was contentious. I'd, you know, I'd heard lots of mixed things around what to do, but we were actually hungry. So we went to Cabana's and it wasn't too bad, obviously, because we got on so early. So that was pretty easy. Did that, you know, got reconnected with some American classics I hadn't had in a few years. And then after that, we went straight to the adults only area, got offered a drink of the day. Matt and I had a rule that if we got offered an alcoholic beverage, we had to say yes. Uh, did you end up with a wine package then no i'm kidding we almost ended up with this disney cruise line beer cooler thing that we absolutely did not need so luckily we said Uh, no (laughs) but we ended up with a drink of the day and there was absolutely no one in the adults only area so we went and sat in a spa by ourselves for about an hour Nice. That that adults only area on the Wonder is one of our favorites for sure. Yes, and we we have three of those three of those Disney coolers at home, different ones. So uh, you know your your self restraint is better than ours. So, uh, you got that. You definitely have that going for you. All right. Well, I mean that's a that's a really great way to start your cruise off. I think just hanging out by the pool in the adult area. How was the weather overall for the sailing? It's summertime there for you all, right? So it was is it, summertime. Was it was a pretty decent weather? Yeah, well, our summertime is different to your summertime, or especially Florida summertime. It's not nowhere near as hot, but the weather was great. And I actually think they drove, that's terrible cruise term, they sailed towards <laughs> good weather in the way of, yeah. of water conditions as well as the sun. It was beautiful, beautiful, cloudless day every day. Nice, nice. Did, did you get a sense, was the sailing pretty full? You know, Did you hear anything about what the capacity of the ship was like for the sailing? No, I didn't officially hear anything. I would say that it felt pretty full. I'm pretty (laughs) sure I went on, I did try and convince someone a week out to come with us. And I'm pretty sure there was only like inside rooms and maybe concierge level was the only ones that were left to book. So I'm assuming it was pretty full. Yeah. It's uh, interesting the concierge was still available in the US here. That would be one of the first categories to go. So, but I Based on what you told me about price and the 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 trade exchange for the the New Zealand dollar, oh, yeah. it's probably also not surprising. So 
let's let's break this up into categories as opposed to going day by day here for a second. Let's start with just the stateroom overall. So you booked a veranda stateroom. What did you think of the stateroom on board the the Disney Wonder? It was amazing. It was it was bigger than I thought it would be. The the living area, I don't know what the correct term is for that, was such so good and be we had it actually I made a mistake. We had a navigator's veranda. We had the seven okay. A we had seven A category. So we had one of the little white verandas, but it was actually amazing because it had one loose seat and coffee table and it had a bench seat built into one side it was amazing i I wouldn't i would highly recommend it and everything was clean and beautiful and fantastic yeah i I couldn't complain about the room at all and where were you on the ship sort of deck and forward aft we were level six aft they're the only ones that are navigation i think on the wonder is aft okay and, and how did you find, so some people find the aft to have a little bit too much vibration for their taste. Was it okay for you and your husband? <laughs> we actually were not, we weren't sure if it was the alcohol policy that we had of never saying no or the <laughs> amount of food we ate, but, or the vibration, but we slept incredibly. And I think it was something to do with the little rocking and the vibration of the ship. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I love the rocking of the ship for sure. For sure. So I take it you and your husband don't have any issues with like seasickness or things like that. No, I had sea legs just in case we were both fine. Nice. All right. Well, that's good. So the seas were pretty calm anyway, I'm assuming. So yeah, that's pretty yeah. nice. Awesome. All right. Well, apart from the veranda, what kinds of activities did you two get up to on board? Were you just kind of like relaxing by the pool or did you try out some of, try out some of the activities on board? We were pretty good at going to some trivias just for something different. We went to a Disney Parks trivia that I 100% thought I was going to win. Did not. <laughs> I think we might have got fifth. So there was still some more Disney crazies around there just like me. So that was yes. good. We went to all the shows. We went to, oh, they had a Diamond and Gemstones talk, you know, one of those online yeah. shopping kind of things. That was a lot of fun, yep. just something different. And we went to all the, all the nighttime spectaculars as well, which were incredible did you find like they had a or do you feel like they had a a good amount of activities on board or did you find parts of the cruise were like i wish there was something to do but i didn't have anything to do no i think matt and i also went on it to be pretty relaxed so i don't think we were necessarily seeking out lots to do they had lots of options for families i would say in the in the kids clubs as well as you know in the d lounge and azure and stuff they had a lot of family-friendly things. And for adults, there was a lot of stuff in the Crown and Finn was probably the the main hub of, of things to do there. <clears throat> but no, I, I didn't think we needed anything extra to do. I felt pretty pretty busy the whole time. All right. How did the, uh, you mentioned the margarita tasting you signed up for, the tequila and margarita tasting. How'd that go? It was awesome. We actually did it and I didn't realize this. It was actually on the bar at Signals in the outside bar. So oh, it was nice. actually, Yeah, it was a really cool atmosphere. And there was two... Um, and who took it and one was from Mexico so he was kind of talking through the whole process of what can be classed as a tequila and what can be classed as an agave and all those kind of things it was a lot of fun it was a lot of alcohol in a short amount of time but it was it was very cool and it was run really well and the best part was being at Signals it was 9.30 to 10.30 and then they had the Marvel's Unite show at 10.30 so we got great spots for that because we just kind of jump straight over there. It sounds like you had a fabulous drink taste. I've never never heard them doing the one of those at the outside bar. That's that's that would be fun. What about some of the other spaces on board? Did you it sounds like you got to hang out in most of the bar spaces, but what did you think about French Quarter Lounge if you got there, the Cadillac Lounge? Like what did you think about some of those adult bar areas? They were incredible. I, that's what I think I explained to Matt quite well and he was quite excited for. So we spent a lot of time in those. Crown and Finn was probably our least favorite just because it 
almost was very similar to what pubs look like here. You know, it didn't feel like anything super different. French Quarter, we only went to a couple of times. We had a cocktail there before dining at Tiana's place just to kind of really get into the scene. And they had some live music that was amazing. And then the Cadillac Lounge, we didn't go to too often either, but it was beautiful and they had a beautiful singer. And I'd heard, and again, another thing I think people hadn't prepped for Kiwis and Australians is I used the sommeliers bin there and got some incredible wine because I think the barman had not been asked for it the whole time. He looked at me, almost started laughing. (laughs) And so he started searching through. I said, I can have a red and a champagne. And he started searching through and he said, oh, this would normally be $50 a glass. This would normally be $45 a glass. Like he was excited to be able to do it for someone. I was, it was awesome. Yeah, that, That is a good tip. Sam has mentioned on the show a few times, but way back, I don't know if she's talked about it recently, primarily because I think since she started sailing concierge, she gets her drinks from the concierge bar, but the, that bin. So most of the bars on these ships or on the Disney ships have the sommeliers bin. And I will tell you the best one that we found is on the dream class ships in the bar Meridian bar. But I would bet Cadillac Lounge would have a great one as well. But they're basically just, yeah, they're open bottles of wine. But some of them, it's like open bottles from the adult dining that didn't get fully poured. You know, not that someone bought a whole bottle, but they bought a glass and they had to open a bottle and just didn't get fully poured. And yeah, there's some great deals to be found in that bin. I know Sam has had some really nice champagnes out of the bin for, yeah, for a very inexpensive for glass price. Hey, DCL Duo fans, you know, we get the question all the time, should I use a travel agent to book my next Disney cruise or should I just book with Disney directly? And I'm going to tell you, if you have that question in the back of your mind right now, you should stop what you're doing and head over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo. The folks over at My Path Unwinding provide an amazing service. They are so knowledgeable and so friendly. We rely on them ourselves to book our family vacations and they provide an amazing service. And the best part is you don't pay anything extra for it. Disney, other tour providers, and other cruise lines have built the cost of their commission into their pricing. So if you're booking directly, you are just paying that money back to the provider when you could be spending it on the kind of service you would get from My Path Unwinding Travel. You've heard from their agents on our show. They are so knowledgeable, so giving of their time. They know so much about Disney Cruise Line, Sailing Concierge, other cruise lines, other all-inclusive vacations and adventures by Disney that if you have a vacation in mind, they are the ones to book it for you. So again, head over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL duo so they know we sent you their way thanks my path unwinding for sponsoring the show and with that back to our episode well what about did you do any of the adult nighttime activities like you know like match your mates pretty popular over here did did you make it to any of those we only did match your mate once and we didn't end up going i'm not sure why but no we didn't do we didn't do match your mate we didn't do bingo either but that was pretty popular on the ship i think Oh, yeah. The bingo is popular here, too. And mm. people have to line up way in advance. I should have asked you, what what dining rotation did you get? I mean, what sort of what time? Did you do main dining or late dining? We did main dining purely because once I told my husband that he could get buffalo chicken wings any time of the day or night, I think he ate them at maybe 11.30 p.m. every night in the room. <laughs> so he nice. wanted to have a good space between main dining and his chicken stop. <laughs> so, Bailey, one thing I forgot to ask I'm curious about is, were there a lot of kids on board this sailing? Yes, there was. So I booked purposefully on a Tuesday to Friday sailing to try and avoid kids as possible. Not that I love, don't love kids, but you know, it was just yeah. a, th- a third honeymoon, you know? So there was still a lot of kids, a lot of families. I don't think I really noticed until 
I think it must have been maybe day two or three, we were in the adults only pool and we went around to go get, you know, a pizza or a cheeseburger or whatever. And right. the noise difference was just insane. There was so many kids. There was ice all over the floor. Like, and, and people were obviously trying to clean it up, but it was just carnage in those kids' pools. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It, what, what amazes me on a Disney cruise, because you probably spent most of your time in the adult area, is that you can't hear all that stuff going on the adult area. Yeah. I know. It's and amazing. It, yeah. You walk around the little barrier and suddenly it's like you're in a totally different world. Was the adult area oversubscribed too or was it fairly light because there were so many kids on board so the parents were kind of spending time with them? I would say it was fairly light. I mean, okay. you, I don't think we ever couldn't get a, a sun lounger. The spas obviously got pretty packed throughout the day and things, but everything else was fine. But my favorite thing about the adults only pool area was when people's kids came to, you know, ask their parents for something or show them something and the parents' faces like pointing them out, getting them up the stairs. (laughs) So funny. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Well, all right. So it sounds like you found the pool deck to be sort of accessible for you and, you know, you had a good time in the adult area there. Let's talk. Sam would kill me if I didn't talk shows for a few minutes. So I want to hear what you thought about the shows on board. Let me start by asking, like, what shows did they have? So we had three shows, three nights. So there was our first night was the Golden Mickey's. Then second was Frozen. And then third was Disney Dreams. Oh, a Disney Dream, whatever it's called. So, okay. Well, the Golden Mickey should have taken you right back to your time as an intern. Considering <laughs> it probably hasn't been updated since that time. But yeah, what, so what did you think about the Golden Mickey's? Golden Mickey's was very cool. I really liked that it had, you know, some of the classic songs and movies and things that are more my time, you know. But we really, really enjoyed it. I think it was a good, a good starter, a good warm up for the for the cruise. And, and what about the other two shows on board? What did, what did you What did you think of them? Did you have a favorite? Well, this might be blasphemous to say, but Matt has never seen Frozen. So okay. he was watching Frozen as a movie. Like he wasn't, didn't know what was going to happen. <laughs> he didn't know if, if who was the true kiss, the true love's kiss, you know? Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was kind of funny. I Frozen isn't my favorite. I think it's mostly because I worked at Disney World when Frozen was absolutely crazy. And so I just <laughs> got a little bit tainted from it. Yeah. But the Disney dream was absolutely my favorite. It was amazing. The set was amazing. Yeah, it was very, very cool. Very cool. Very cool. Well, what an interesting opportunity to see Frozen for the first time. This age production on Disney Cruise Line. It's like abbreviated Frozen. Did he come home wanting to watch the movie or was he was he <laughs> well, good? Well, he said that and yet we still haven't watched it. So... <laughs> <laughs> Well, just remind him there's Frozen 2, you know, Frozen 3. I think they've announced Frozen 3 and Frozen 4 are coming. So there you go. Well, that's fabulous. That's fabulous. Well, we got to talk about dining. We can't talk Disney cruising without talking about dining. Talk to me about your rotational dining experience. How did you find the three rotational dining restaurants? Nice that you took a three-night cruise because you got all three of them. Hmm. But how did yeah. you how did you find the restaurants and the food and, and that sort of stuff in main dining? We were very pleasantly surprised. I mean, I think in reality of cooking for that many people, we thought it may be, you know, slightly cold or maybe not quite as yeah. high quality, but it was actually it was actually great. We had our first night was at Triton's, which I thought was a good start and probably the best food that we experienced. But I think and I think this would probably be everywhere. We kind of talked to our server a little bit about it. The first night we were going, Oh no, we shouldn't have too many mains. We shouldn't have too many appetizers. You know, you're not really in that cruise gluttonous way of thinking yet. So we had some amazing food at Trident's. We really enjoyed that. Escargot was great. And the baked brie was probably my favorite. And then the second night we were at uh, Animator's Palette and I had the 
the pasta presets that I've heard so many things about. Um, <laughs> I, I'm a big pasta gal. I wouldn't say it was my the, the best pasta dish I've ever had in my life, but yeah, it was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, uh, and we had we kind of got more into our groove of ordering three entrees and four appetizers <laughs> and three desserts. There, you know, we were really getting into it. And then, and the drawings and all that stuff was was a lot of fun. At Animator's palette. And oh, so you, then, you, had, you had you had animation magic then. So drawing. Yes, we did. Then, yes. Yeah. Okay. Fabulous. So, so yeah, we what, had the what animation did you, magic. What did you think about that? What did your husband think about that? Well, <laughs> he wasn't really concentrating, and so he was. You know, how all the different screens show different drawings for the different tables yeah. that are closed. So he actually missed his own drawing, which was <laughs> which was devastating. <laughs> but but it was cool. It was it was really different, and I actually put a video of of. Matt drawing on his piece of paper and then another one of it being shown on the screen on my Instagram story. And that's when a lot of my non-Disney New Zealand friends were like, whoa, that's so cool. You know, is that while you're eating dinner? So that, <laughs> that got a lot of people's interest peaked, but it was very cool. And lots of kids loved it at Animator's Palette. And then the last night we had Tiana's Place, which I think is a perfect place to go on your last night, because obviously it's a bit more lively and you know, very heavy in the Disney magic, which was very cool. I did feel a bit sorry for Tiana and the Crawfish Crooners. Is that the name? Yeah. Because, uh, because there wasn't a lot of crowd interaction. And I, again, I think that goes into the New Zealand kind of culture. Everyone was kind of just doing their thing. And she was, you know, asking, is everyone going to have a good time? Everyone's didn't even respond to her, the poor lady, but <laughs> I don't know, it was a lot of fun. And that was some really good food there as well. So yeah, it was awesome. Nice. Nice. You know, speaking of, you mentioned the crowd reaction there. So I'm curious, as you talked to, I'm assuming, maybe not, maybe culturally this would be inappropriate, but I'm assuming you may have talked to some of the other folks on board. I'm curious, did you get any sense of how folks were finding the cruise overall, if, if you talked to anyone? We didn't really talk to many to too many people, but you can kind of get a sense. I think everyone absolutely loved it. I think people got more and more into it, especially pe- people with kids. I would okay. have been really interested to know how busy the kids clubs were because I don't know if that's a super Kiwi kid kind of thing to do either. Do you know what I mean? Oh, interesting. Yeah. 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 So I would have loved to seen what the kids club staff cast members thought than the numbers were compared to usual. But I think I think a lot of people who had that I'd seen with their kids coming in and out of that autonomy area whose kids had bought into the kids club area were very grateful of like that kind of disconnect of when you're in the kids club here's an adult only space for you i think that really resonated well with a lot of people it's so interesting because it's such the kids club here right is such like a huge benefit like parents are like oh man i can drop my kids off at the kids club and i'm headed to the adult area so it's, it's interesting to hear that sort of cultural difference that maybe the kids club, mm. you know, it's possible the kids club wasn't getting used as much. So that that's just, it's interesting to hear. Um, I think on, I think on average New Zealanders, I, th- I think the right word is like introverted and re- a lot more shy than, than Americans in, uh-huh. in most aspects. Okay. Interesting. Very interesting. Mm. Very interesting. All right. Well, we've talked about food, dining. We've talked about activities, talked about some of the onboard spaces. Bailey, was there anything that you wanted to be sure to highlight from your experience? Anything that was either, you know, really exceptional or, you know, that missed the mark for you? I don't think anything missed the mark. I think it was exactly what I was expecting and it was amazing. I guess for me, it was, I was really interested to see how they would have the Disney magic, you know, and the, the, the way that Disney controls atmospheres in such an incredible way in the parks 
on a cruise ship and it being 24 seven. Do you know, do you know mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say? Yeah. And yeah. so, and, and I was not let down at all. I thought it was amazing. I thought the cast members did a really good job. I even, I know when I worked at Disney, you know, you would never see the wrong costume in the wrong land. But I was wondering if they'd be able to hold those things in the cruise ships and they did. And it was just, it was just amazing. I guess the only letdown I would be the character meat lines were crazy. There's nothing to do with Disney. That's not their fault. But that was a, obviously a big thing that New Zealanders wanted to do with their kids. So I, I didn't end up doing any lines, but it must have been night one. We'd just come out of of the Golden Mickeys and we were on, I think we we're on level four going down the stairs and we just rounded the corner and Minnie Mouse was just standing there with a with a character attendant and I and I just I could not believe it so I got a photo with her and had a little chit chat with her and her character attendant and that was that was really cool seeing that they could still do those little moments like they have in the parks as well and then some kids came up and stuff it was it was very cool yeah, you, you would probably absolutely love a longer cruise on Disney Cruise Line because then you get some more of those. They, they, they just do some special touches with characters like Goofy mm. wandering the hall at night, sleepwalking. Mm. Mickey and... I'm trying to remember who it was. Mickey and Donald. Mickey and somebody dressed up in athletic gear running up and down the stairs with the kids for exercise one morning, right? Kind of yeah. thing. I mean, it's just... The, the, I love those little opportune character moments that they have. Yeah, on that's very cool. I, I totally get what you're saying about their ability to kind of maintain space and places. I mean, for me, that that comment I made earlier about the, you know, you don't hear anything in the adult space because it's adult, uh, it's serene. You uh-huh. know, you just, it, that's that's an, a really amazing design, I think, that they've been able to, to pull off. I, I yeah. forgot to ask, did you do anything with the spa? Did you try the spa out on board at all? No, we were, we were thinking about getting the rainforest room, but it was, we poked our head in at one point just to see, and it was crazy and you know people would put their stuff all over the lounges and we were having a good a good time with mixing up having relaxed time in our room versus by that alternately pool we thought our money and again that that was going to be about 200 dollars new zealand a day per person that we actually thought it would just be easier (laughs) to spend that money elsewhere yeah, yeah. The the rainforest room on those classic ships, it's okay. It's not my favorite, but yeah, especially at that price, I would say no. I forgot to ask you about Palo Brunch though. To completely slip my mind, how did how was Palo Brunch? Oh my goodness, it was so wonderful. So I'd really prepped Matt. I said, you know, there's a dress code. We have to. And this is going to be lovely. And we and Matt and I, I wouldn't say we're foodies, but we enjoy spending money on our on our bellies. So we were very excited to kind of com- to see what that level of dining from a Disney American standpoint would be compared to New Zealand. And it was lovely, and our server was amazing. We had so much food; it was ridiculous. <laughs> I think it was. I think it's this podcast. You guys really enjoy the sticky buns. Yes, for the dessert. Yeah, we, I will say this: the sticky buns pre-pandemic were better, are better than what they have now, but they're still delicious. Yes, the, that, yes it was delicious. Sticky. I got one of yeah. those just for you guys, and <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> um, what you have? What you have for entrees? Do you remember? So we each had one of the soups, and we didn't do any of like we had an eleven thirty booking, so we kind of treated it more like lunch. Yeah. So we didn't have any of the eggs or the waffles, but we had the soups. We had a pizza that they did half and half for us and we were we were cheeky and I, I knew you know working for Disney you kind of know that the customer is always right but on a whole another level I said <laughs> to our server I said oh would we be able to take this pizza back to our room and she said oh you know we don't normally do that but but we'll do that for you and she'd put it on a plate and put a little cover on it and had it she met yeah. us by the door so we could slip it out without anyone else seeing it was wonderful <laughs> and then we had lasagna we had 
steak we had oh my goodness i can't even remember but which which kind of pizza did you get did you did you manage to get that there's an off-menu grape and gorgonzola that they'll sometimes let you know about and sometimes not but what yeah did you did you manage to try that one they didn't let us know about that and obviously listening to you guys i knew about it but when i suggested that to matt he was like that sounds disgusting so that got got thrown out real quick (laughs) all right well if you ever make it back tell matt i said i promise it's not sam hates blue cheese and she loves that pizza so it's it's actually really good it's actually really good maybe i'll just Um, leave him behind and go by myself (laughs) next time well there you go there you go (laughs) Well, the last question I had for you, Bailey, about the cruise was was really so, you know, we talked at the very beginning about kind of the disparity in exchange rate and the cost of cruise and stuff. Did you feel like you got a good value out of the vacation? I think for me, knowing how much I would spend if I was, you know, with my Disney love and addiction, anything Disney is expensive. So especially coming from New Zealand. So I wasn't too worried about it. Matt and I just knew that it was going to be expensive. I think it was worth it in the value of of what I get from Disney. I think most people who are on the ship would say that as well. I think you just can be more controlled about, you know, how many cocktails you buy or Mm -hmm. the the merch. That is actually one thing I will say. The (laughs) they didn't open the stores until 9 30 on the second day. So they weren't open at all the first night. 9.30 9.30 at night on the second day or 9.30 in the no, morning? 9.30 a.m., sorry, yeah. Uh, okay, all right. <laughs> and so at about 9.15, I said to Matt, oh, let's just go down and try and get close to the door so we can get in and out. Cause oh, I bet there I was know. a line around, I bet there was a line around the atrium to get in. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it was insane. And so I was standing there thinking, what am I going to do? So then Matt walked around the other side, you know, by the theater entrance. He went that way and text me on the app, come here, come here. And we just almost walked straight in because it was all the back end over the atrium, as you say. Right. So we walked in. It was crazy. Got my Disney Crocs that I wanted. <laughs> uh, but everything, I would say, all of the plushies sold out, all of the box toys sold out, the badges, yeah. the spirit jerseys. Oh, it was it was crazy. I, I obviously it's a little bit different in the parks when they're open all the time and they're restocked all the time. I was not I was not prepared for that. That was crazy and expensive as well. That was another place. You know, some people I saw had like ten lounge fly bags, which were what are they eighty dollars or eighty dollars Americans? That's yeah. over one hundred and fifty New Zealand dollars per bag. Wow. People were stockpiling for sure. So that was the way that I think people spent a lot of money. But overall, I think. I think it's worth it. I think Matt and I are, what's the saying? Dinks, double income, no kids. So <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah. can, you, you can spend you can spend your money a little bit freer and got everything we wanted and, and no regrets at all in the pricing. Yeah, I, I do wish Disney would maybe batten down a little bit on the fo- like 10 lounge fly bags. Like there's, I mean, maybe, maybe because they're down there for the first time, people are buying that as like gifts for, you know, kids back home or something like that. But at yeah. the same time, when we see that behavior here, we're like, okay, you're clearly getting off this ship and putting at least nine of those on on, on eBay. So yeah, and, and it's tough because they're not shipping, they're not restocking the ship in port with merchandise based on what we know, because they shuttered one of the stores on board uh, outside of Crown and Finn and turned yes. it into storage, temporary storage. So, so yeah, I, I always get a little disappointed when I hear that because it means like people who come after have less of an opportunity to. Get the so that want, was so. another thing with so they restocked in Australia with food and beverage. So basically, all of the beers on board were Australian beers, which are like absolute crap. You know, like Bud Light <laughs> level of beers, nothing, nothing good. and outrageous price for them. But the thing was that I was really disappointed. And again, I don't think Disney necessarily could control this, whether it's a 
you know, all you can eat order situation, but they ran out of Mickey bars. What? Yeah. Oh, that, oh man, that's, 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 that borders on the unacceptable. I know. So they ran out of <laughs> Mickey bars God. literally before they even got to New Zealand. So they replaced them with Magnums, which is an, I don't know if that's in America. It's an Australian ice cream. Yeah. 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 And I was like, well, that is just extremely disappointing. So yeah, no Mickey yeah. bars for anyone from, I think maybe third of the way through the down under tour wow that's yeah that's that is that is truly disappointing to hear because that know, is something special planning. if you on board yeah for sure for sure well I, I i lied i have one more question for you about this cruise which is and maybe not about this cruise but it's uh so would you book another one are you are you interested in going on another disney cruise having gone on this cruise because i think part of the reason disney structured the you know sort of tour that they've set up here right two three night cruises is to kind of wet people's appetites get mm-hmm. them interested in Disney Cruise Line did it did it interest you enough that you'd look to book another one either you know if the wonder returns back to Australia which you know she will or you know over here in the US I absolutely will book another one I would not book another one probably on the wonder just because I know there's so many others out there but I absolutely would book another one. We're hoping to go to one of my actually Disney cast member colleagues will be getting married next summer, your time, your summer. So we'll do Disney World and maybe do a Disney cruise out of Port Canaveral then. But definitely, definitely would would like to tick off all of the cruise ships like I'm going to tick off all of the parks. Nice. But yeah, probably not go on to the Wonder again. All right. All right. Well, fascinating stuff. I'm really, I truly was excited to hear your point of view here. So I'm really glad you came on to share it. Uh, but we have reached that point in our show where without Sam, uh, you will receive a less arbitrary, less judgmental <laughs> round of rapid fire from me. And so uh, we'll just do quick take answers here. I'm going to use most of the same questions I think Sam would use, but uh, let's just roll right through it. So Bailey, what is your favorite Disney character anywhere in the Disney universe? What's your favorite Disney character? Hercules. Oh, nice. That's a go. I don't think we've had that one before. That's awesome. All right. Favorite Disney song? Well, this is a bit controversial, but it's Can You Feel the Love Tonight? But it's actually, I don't know if this is known in America. Disney has been making the, the... classic Disney movies in Te Reo Māori, which is my indigenous language, the indigenous language of New Zealand. So it's actually called Taiiri Te Aroha in, in Māori. So that's my favorite Disney song. Oh, well, I'm going to have to have you like email that to me because I'm going to look for it. And we have, uh, for anyone out there listening to this who doesn't know, we have a Spotify playlist and I want to add that to our Spotify playlist if I can find it. So yes, that would be, that. that'd be great. All right. Favorite Disney movie. Favorite Disney movie? Probably Toy Story 2. Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. All right. I'm going to ask you something a little different that Sam wouldn't normally ask, but do you have a favorite Disney park that you visited? I do. I would say it would... Oh, this always goes back and forth, but I'm going to lock in Animal Kingdom. Oh, that's a good one. The hottest park in the world, I believe, but still great, great, <laughs> great park for sure. Great park for sure. All right, let's let's switch gears over to this cruise you took. You already mentioned your favorite Disney show is Dreams, so yes. gonna gonna bypass that question. But I am gonna ask you what your favorite main dining restaurant was. Probably Tiana's place. That's a good. That's a really good one. Did you have a favorite savory food item on board? Probably the two soups that we had at Palo Brunch. They were incredible. Oh no! So you probably the tomato and the celery soup. <laughs> yes. Yeah, those are really good. Those are really good. What about a favorite dessert or sweet item on board? Again, Palo Brunch, the panna cotta, and it had those little strawberry spheres on them. Oh, yeah. You, yeah, yeah. Had the, oh, they were amazing. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, like the strawberry pearls that like burst in your mouth. Yes, yeah. Those are, yes. those are great. Those are great. Yes. 
Uh, I'm going to ask a different question than say what I asked. Since you had this, we won't say no to a drink thing going on. <laughs> did you have a? Did you find a favorite drink on board? I would say the fav- my favorite drink of the day was the key lime pie margarita. I don't think I've heard of that one. All right. That was very good. And I think my other one, I had a balsamic grand at Palo Brunch and that was delicious. Nice. Nice. All right. Well, I'm going to skip right to the end of you know Sam's rapid fire here. She always loves to ask, if you could sail anywhere in the world on Disney Cruise Line, money's no object. It doesn't even have to be a place that Disney currently sails. Where would you like to sail with Disney Cruise Line? Well, I actually told Matt that I was doing this podcast and said he could answer this question for me. And he said Antarctica on, oh, yeah. the, on the newest and biggest Disney ship, which he doesn't know what that is, but <laughs> that's his answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it will be two different answers here shortly, right? The the treasure will be the newest and and will be on par with the wish, but then you'll get the adventure, which will become the largest ship in the fleet. Uh, So we'll we'll look in the adventure, even though we know nothing about it. Well, there you go. If, by the way, I have, I'm going to put this out there right now. If, if you and Matt head up to Singapore and sail the Disney adventure, we want to hear from you because that, that ship will be uh, rare air for folks over here. I think uh, to make it over there to sail on. All right. Well, Bailey, I'm going to say you one rapid fire because I think everyone's a winner who, who goes to rapid fire, especially those of you who've done it with Sam because way to run the gauntlet. I wanted to ask you, we talked about whether you were going to book another cruise. You mentioned that you want to try to go on all the ships. I'm curious, like what ship do you think you want to try to go on next? I think I want to probably climb the ladder of size. So I'm thinking the fantasy or the dream is probably next for me. Those are excellent. Yeah, excellent choices. The fantasy is still one of our favorites. We haven't been on her in, gosh, it has to have been at least two years now, but we're excited we'll be back on her next Christmas time, or I guess next New Year's. So yeah, she's a she's a great ship. I think if you like those larger ships, you will love, love the fantasy. Of course, if you're headed to Port Canaveral, you will have your pick of the wish and the treasure, depending on when you're headed out there. So those are the big, big ships. But yeah. So, well, fantastic. Bailey, I just super, super appreciate you taking time all the way from New Zealand to share your experience with our listeners. Just really, really appreciate it. Thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I've really had a lot of fun. A big thank you to all of you out there for listening this week. We really, really appreciate it. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. You can keep getting great content from the DCL duo each week. We'd also love it if you'd head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. If you hit those five stars, that's great. If you leave us a written review along with a five-star review, we will be sure to read it on the air at the end of one of our main episodes. If you're hovering over anything less than five stars, we really want you to reach out to us so we can take your feedback. Best way to do that, head to dclduo.com to find all the ways to connect with us. It links to our podcast, our vlog, our blog, has all the ways you can connect with us on social media, has our Etsy store where you can find our fun beach bags and magnets that we designed as enthusiasts of each of the Disney Cruise Line ships, has a link off to our Patreon. If you'd like to help support the show, we really truly appreciate each and every one of our Patreons for helping to support the show each and every month, has a link off to our show sponsor, My Path Unwinding, where you can get more information about booking a fabulous vacation, which also really helps to support our show. All the things are there, including a way you can sign up to be a guest on the show if you'd like to share your Disney Cruise Line experience. Most importantly, you can always email us at dclduo at gmail.com if you'd like to connect with us, or you can call our voicemail line if you'd like to leave us a message. We love to include the voices of our listeners in our show. Just dial 402-413-5590. That's 402 402- 
413-5590. And that will head straight to our Google Voice voicemail line. The DCL Duo podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent or the great folks over at My Path Unwinding Travel. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL duo. Good night.